closing the orgasm gap. Hello, darling. How are you? I am well. <laughs> I've missed you. I know. We haven't done this for a while. No, have we? no. Welcome, everybody. I'm Dr. Kirsten Hunter. This is my gorgeous Kristen Cogger. Not that I own you, but I, you know. You could, yeah, well, you do right now for the next 30 minutes or so. <laughs> Let's do that. You've got me locked in. Oh, and we get together and we kind of chew the fat, don't we? Yes, and we haven't seen each other for a long time. So we're doing a fair bit of chewing. We are. It's great. Mm-hmm. Missed you terribly. And um, so I bring up a psychology area that is kind of hot and heavy and really frequently brought up in session, in clinical session. And then we get to talk about it and um, and it's nice to kind of like throw it throw it between us basically hey? what are you saying i um i simplify it <laughs> put, a, put a lighter tone on that heavy topic stuff no you valuably share yes and we get to t- we get to flesh it out and that's really i enjoy it yeah i do too yeah it's good fun yeah absolutely so closing the orgasm gap what the hell is that have you ever heard that phrase no yeah i know right it is incredible how often i spend today I had a session with a young man. I thought you were going to say today. I had an orgasm. <laughs> Side issue, but, but no. Today with a young man, you know, we're talking about the orgasm gap today. It comes up all the time, and you know what? Um, in session, people kind of like they lean in and they're all ears and they want to hear everything because this is not common knowledge, but it it, it affects everybody. And I'm not doing a promo of a book, but I am. Um, <laughs> Because you've written like 3,000 of them. Yeah, maybe. Um, But I'm working on one that I've written and I'm just sort of shaping it up now and it's called Closing the Orgasm Gap. And I'm writing it because it's an area that almost infuriates me that this knowledge isn't common knowledge but it's a common problem. Well, what is it? What is the orgasm gap? Okay. Are you ready? Mm. How long does it take on average for a man to orgasm? How would I know? <laughs> I'll tell you, four to six minutes. Yep. How long on average does it take for a woman to orgasm? I'm going to say eight to 12 minutes. 10 to 40 minutes. 40? Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's the gap, the discrepancy between the two it sexes. It gets better. It gets better. Men, as in you could almost say all men, um, experience orgasm via penetration or some some sort of stimulation of mm-hmm. the penis, yeah? Mm-hmm. Whereas 80% of women experience orgasm through clitoral stimulation. Mm-hmm. So we've got one team playing tennis, the other team playing soccer, right? And they're supposed to play together and they achieve different ends. It doesn't work. Right. Yeah. And so people don't know this. Does that make sense? Yes. So basically, um, if we think about sex, historically, sex is penetration. Yes. Yeah. Which actually means it's sex for men because yes. men experience orgasm through penetration. Yes. Only 20% of women do. Okay. So the other 80%, they experience orgasm through clitoral stimulation mm-hmm. predominantly, mm-hmm. A, few, a few other things, but predominantly. And um, so basically we've got um, a massive, massive gap in how you reach orgasm and how long it takes to reach orgasm. Yep. So the stats are really scary. The stats are that if you are a a heterosexual male or a homosexual male, you'll reach orgasm quite nicely. If you are a lesbian woman, then you will reach orgasm quite nicely. 
if you are a heterosexual woman, so a, a woman with a man sexually, then it's not looking too good. Well, that's a bit of a stuff up on Mother Nature's behalf, <laughs> isn't it? I don't think men and women are compatible. I mean, seriously, you get two men together, they're kind of after the same thing. Two women together, they're after the same thing. Men and women, doesn't work. You're right, you know. I know. I've never thought about it. That's why I'm writing the book. <coughs> <coughs> right, let's expand on that. Okay. Okay, so here's another fun fact. Mm-hmm. Um, you can actually look at a woman's anatomy, her body, and you can work out if she's in the 20% or not. What? <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's what are you looking at? True. Okay, so when a woman experiences orgasm from mm-hmm. penetration, mm-hmm. and we really have to talk about the vulva and the vagina, please. Yeah, we've done the – that's the biggest episode for me and my friends was the one <laughs> that we said the word vulva in several By the times. way, everybody, I think this is our anniversary. <gasps> it is. It is. While we're talking about vul- <laughs> vulvas and vaginas, let's throw that in, isn't it? We're one year. Yes, one year. One year. We've been potting for oh. – You'd think we'd have it all down pat. <laughs> You'd think we'd have a champers to celebrate. <laughs> we had a coffee. Yeah, it's like not warm quite. Coffee. Awesome. We did. We put water in it so we could scull it. Yep. Classy. Anything with you is a celebration. <laughs> so back to. Where were we? Vulvas, <laughs> vaginas. Before mm. that, okay, the group that are the 20% that experience orgasm through penetration. And that quite simply is the the how close the clitoris is to the opening of the vulva. That makes sense. I know. It's 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 all about geography. <laughs> so that there's clitoral stimulation while the Correct. penetration is happening Correct. with the vulva. Correct. And when I say vulva, people traditionally are thinking vagina. Yeah. Mm. So, um, you know, we've got the, all the, the nerve endings on the outside, which is the vulva, right? And that's where women experience orgasm. Because those of our listeners that listen religiously mm. will automatically understand how important the vulva is for that because we've discussed this before. Yes, yes. The women who have more nerve endings than men. Mm. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Can't waste them. So <laughs> so basically um, women do not experience orgasm through penetration. Mm-hmm. They experience it when the clitoris is stimulated whilst doing penetration. Okay. And if the clitoris is close to the opening of the Let's, I hate to say vagina because that's what people think, but vulva, that's when the clitoris is going to be stimulated. Whereas 80% of women, the clitoris is actually further up mm-hmm. and it's more centimetres away and mm-hmm. it actually doesn't get any physical contact whilst having the penis penetrate. Mm-hmm. So, it's, as I said, not compatible. Mm-hmm. Not, not good, right? Right. Yeah. And, you know... <laughs> well, it... it, it there could be improvements made, you'd think, wouldn't they? Like- well, that's what this is about, right? Learn how learn how we work so that we can work with ourselves. Work with what we've got. Work with what we've got <laughs> rather than to, to take the Victorian concept where um, sex is about penetration. That's really what it's about, hey. Mm. And if – I mean, I talk to young men all the time today, included different men, um, and uh, he, sa- he said to me, that's not what I see in the porn. And I'm like, that oh, is – possum. <laughs> yeah, pornography is not good education because pornography is predominantly about penetration as mm. well. You know, there's a little bit of tokenistic something on the way. But, yeah, so basically um, when people get this right, 
they either spend, you know, first base, second base on the woman experiencing clitoral stimulation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that can be touch, that can be a vibrator, or that can be oral sex and she orgasms. Mm -hmm. And then she wants to have penetrative sex because women have the superpower of multiple orgasms, don't they? They do. Men do not. Sucked in. Yeah, right. Can't have all the fun. No, (laughs) no. I think it levels the playing field a bit. And, um, and then, and then base three and home run is, is penetration. And so um, that's basically how we're designed. But the big B in my bonnet is people don't know. They actually don't know how we're designed. It drives me a bit nuts. Mm. Yeah. And I don't really see schools teaching this. No, they didn't when I was at school. <laughs> not sure about today, but I'm assuming not. No, I think sex ed is very much about... Um, STIs, mm. you know, and about anatomy mm. and about... Pen, um, Reproduction. Know, and Yeah, menstruation, um, how it's normal to have a wet dream, have an erection. I don't think they actually teach sex. So, you know, and here's the thing. Most... I'm talking a lot, you should share. But, <laughs> but um, most um, adults don't know this, so how can they teach the kids? Mm. And then kids don't know this, how can they teach each other? And, and porn doesn't, you know, so where do we get this information? And I, and I don't know how schools would teach this. and How to have sex. Yeah, I don't know how that would fit in with the curriculum and be passed through. Mm. But you are so right in saying it needs to be yes. because it's essential. Yeah. And our kids are getting their sex ed from porn. Exactly. Which is and that you walk up to a woman and suddenly she's sexually aroused and she'll orgasm with you in like three minutes. Yeah, yeah. And she won't have pubic hair and she'll have really big boobs. <laughs> she will. She will. And then but she'll be grateful to you forever. Mm. Yeah. No, yeah. it's really sad. Mm. So <laughs> that sounds like we watch a lot of porn. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. Oh, I really I'm just – that's what people have told me it's like, so <laughs> – no, no, but seriously, I mean, it's a major mm. issue. It's so available right now and it's mm. this is real distortion. And the kids are, are seeing this from such a young age. Yeah, that's a bit scary actually. I've had a lot of, a lot of child clients who mm. have been really traumatised by seeing stuff well beyond their time oh, and not being sure. able to process what that means. Mm. Yeah. I remember being so fearful when my kids were little, getting on the bus in our little country town and sitting on the bus for half an hour. Why? With kids up to 17 and 18-year-olds with devices because oh, yeah, okay. you know what's going to be on a 17-year-old boy's device mm. and how long is it before your kid who's mm. sitting three seats away sees it or hears it or yep. that sort of thing. Yeah, definitely. There is, it almost needs to be a warning. This is not real sex. This is fiction. Do not mm. think that this happens. Mm. Yeah. I know, that I've, I've, I know that I've actually said that to my son. Mm. But he just looks at me and says nothing because it's completely embarrassing and his mother knows nothing anyway. But I hope it sinks in at some point. Mm. Well, we'll never know. No, I hope to <laughs> never know. But I'm just doing my motherly duty yeah. out there. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And and um, I think the other two things that we that comes up and just just let, let's just wrap it up, right? Because you know why not cover it all? But mm. the good old G-spot and the good old prostate. Oh, I was going to ask you, the G-spot. Okay, so it's not true that it's a G-spot. It's called a G-area. An area. It's an area because mm. it's not. Because I, I think that it's really important. If people say it's a G-spot, they're like, oh, have I got the spot? 
Do you know what I mean? Have I got it? Well, you know how when you can scratch a dog and his leg starts going <laughs> you get the spot? You know, oh, there's this landing spot and you've got to get the X. <laughs> the truth is that the, the G, it's an area, it's an area of nerve endings mm-hmm. um, on the inside mm-hmm. of the vagina, happily to say mm-hmm. it's a vagina, not a vulva, because it's the inside area. And it's almost like if you were to say, um, you know, come here and you kind of, how do you, how do you explain that? I have no idea what should (laughs) – Basically, it's on the side of the belly button. Does that make sense? It's like on the front part of the anatomy. Yeah, yeah, so on the front wall. The front wall. Thank you. The Um, belly button front wall. So what's the point of it? Why is it there and why is it where it is? Okay, so this pisses – sorry, can I swear? This really, really, really upsets me. Yeah. (laughs) Um, If you read about this, they say, oh, well, women report. Women report. Like it's some sort of like – not established scientific fact and just because it's been spoken of by women that, you know, well, maybe it's true or maybe it's Yeah, maybe not. they've it's just made it up. It's in their head. incredibly patronising if you read the literature on this. But basically on the inside wall, like the on the outer wall, mm-hmm. like the belly button side, there's an area and there's just another big clump of nerve endings. But why? Well, no one knows that. Oh. I do actually. I did actually read up on that, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, the big answer is we don't know. We're doing well to acknowledge it, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. and um, it's called the G spot, but it's not. It's actually an area. It's a, it's a, like quite a, a sig- significant area, mm-hmm. I guess. People, she's got her fingers in a circular. Looks like that a look fi- like fifty cent piece. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. Sorry, <laughs> I know. I'm like all nonverbal mm-hmm. to you, and um, and it's this area. It's a clump of nerve endings. And what's really interesting is it is when the woman is neutral, so she's not sexually aroused. That's not an area to go for because she has to become sexually aroused for those, those nerve endings to really kind of wake up. Mm-hmm. So you can't really start off with the G area. You've got to start off with with a lot of arousal maybe mm-hmm. you've already had an orgasm so you're already kind of the machine's really working for the woman mm-hmm. then the g area wakes up and says hey i'm over here let's play yep and that's when um the woman can have another orgasm or the first orgasm and that's to do with kind of stimulating that g area mm-hmm. and that can be with fingers or that can be with sex toys or or a penis I was say, a penis a penis can be handy at that point so yeah, yeah, but it, it, the point is that the woman has to be really quite aroused for that to be um, awake and working well. So you can't go cold to the G spot, G area. It doesn't quite work. So it's kind of that's the second base. If that makes sense, yeah. And and that's the thing people don't talk about the G area. Well, it used to be a big conversation. Maybe I'm thinking back when I was in my teens. Was it kind of elusive? Yeah, yeah. It was like the magical, mystical G spot, and if you you'd found it, the G area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And I think what's really amazing is um, that there's all the different parts of the body and they all experience different sensations and that's really lovely. Mm. Yeah. So what do you know about the prostate? (laughs) How did I know? My next question was. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go there. I don't know much about Mm. the prostate. Mm. I know where it is. Mm. Um, But no, you enlighten me. Well, I think a lot of women probably should have prostate envy. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not a guy. I don't know. But basically, anatomically, I can say, obviously, that in the, the prostate area has got another clump of lovely nerve endings. Yes. So that's what I was like going to ask you. So is that like the male G spot? Yeah, G, it is. G area. 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 That's right. It's not mm. quite sexy, is it? G area. Doesn't sound very good. G spot sounds very elusive. But it sounds more achievable. <laughs> <laughs> I know. 
<laughs> take the pressure <laughs> off. Yes. Yeah, it's true. So yeah, the the prostate has these nerve and nerve nerve area, mm-hmm. and um, you know when when there is anal play for men, mm-hmm. um, then that gets stimulated. And that's very pleasant and, and can lead to orgasm. So that's why, you know, men enjoy um, anal play. And it's really interesting that it's, this is about consent and people saying, hey, I want to play with this part of myself or I don't and it's up to the individual. But I think it's just so important that there's no judgment because it's your body. You can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there's, there's those people who are into that, those who are not, totally mm-hmm. fine. I don't like when there's judgment. That's okay. my issue. Right. Mm. Yep, absolutely. So, yeah. There you go. Not really spoken about, really. No. Have you noticed? Well, I don't know. I, I'm probably at a stage in life where <laughs> none of this gets spoken about very much. <laughs> but that's normal. Like, well, my point is, has it previously been spoken yes. about? Yeah? Yes. Okay. Well, I have had conversations in yeah. and knowledge and enlightenment. I used to read Dolly magazine. Dolly. <laughs> Dolly. Good old Dolly. <coughs> Cleo. Yeah. And uh, Dolly Doctor. Yeah. <laughs> what, really? Yeah. You know what Dolly Doctor was? Oh, not really. No? Okay. That'll be another podcast. We'll talk about that. <laughs> or not. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I just love the idea of getting all of these really kind of lovely facts out there. Mm-hmm. And um, So when you were explaining this to this young gentleman mm, today. Mm, yep. What was his reaction? Oh, no, I've done everything wrong. I've got a lot to learn. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, but, you know, you know, I don't mean to sound, um, I don't mean to sound critical, but I can honestly say it's a really common conversation mm. where there just is not the understanding of the need for foreplay for women. If you're not told, how do you know? There isn't, and it's there's an assumption like, oh, wait, we're going to have sex, we're going to go have penetration, you're going to love it, and you're going to orgasm like me. That's basically... Mm. The crunch. And what's to go with if your husband washes up, that's foreplay? That's shit. <laughs> well, I don't think it's the woman's job that the man's helping with. I think that they're just doing their share of rowing. Yeah, it doesn't boat. turn me on. I well, love it, but it's not turning me on. Well, I think it's more a case of if they don't ever do those things, it's a permanent turn off. Yes, possibly. By default. Yes, I can understand the nuance of the... But you're not doing me a favour, buddy. You're doing yeah. your share. Yeah, yeah. 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 And it would actually be a turn off if they were doing it in yeah. the hope of gaining some brownie points for later on. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> There's a lot of broader issues there. Okay, anyway, everyone. I'm well, just taking that completely on another tangent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I love talking about this stuff because I just want it to be just bread and butter, totally out there, totally comfortable, you know? These are the episodes that my friends love when we talk about this we get sort of stuff. a lot of ratings. Now, uh, Kristen has been, just been teasing me because I was saying, oh, apparently we have to ask listeners to subscribe. And But I, yeah. Yes. Is that yes. right? Yes. And I got the language right. Yes. Kirsten didn't realise that you can subscribe <laughs> to her podcast. Well, you know, it's not my world. Which helps with ratings and, you know, getting it out there and that sort of thing. And then it also helps you because you'll never miss out. I have my podcast that I subscribe. I subscribe to you. I should hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Lots of other podcasts too, so I don't miss out. And you get notifications through that there's a new one dropped and you think, oh, Oh. that's what I'm listening to next. Great. Well, that sounds really Everyone, can you do that? Can Can everyone jump on and do that? They possibly already have, love. You might be the only one that hasn't. (laughs) (laughs) I will go and... But if you haven't, please subscribe. Thank you. 
And so, also any feedback or any requests or any, hey, let's talk about this issue. Honestly, today I had clients and I said, hey, guys, doing two podcasts, two podcasts, but we're doing three actually. Um, uh, what topics do you want? And I got all these ideas. I'm like, thank you. We, we need feedback because... So tell us the ideas of clinical yeah. areas. We can pretty much cover everything. Yeah. And um, we can chew the fat I've on I've got an opinion on most things. <laughs> May not be educated or worthwhile, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Dan. Okay. So if you want to find Kirsten, once again, her webpage is kirstenhunterauthor.com, Facebook, Kirsten Hunter Author, as well as Instagram, and her Twitter handle is kirstenhunterau. Her YouTube channel is Psych In Your Car. And Signposts for Living with Dr. Kirsten Hunter is this podcast. Which is what I forgot to say at the beginning. Which you will all be subscribing to now. (laughs) Hit subscribe, people. Including me. (laughs) (laughs) Including Kirsten, yes. I'm such a dag. (laughs) See you, done. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye.